motherhood, and work. There isn't a right way or best way to juggle these, despite what you've heard or been told. No, really, there's not. Part-time work has been the best fit for me and my family, but it's tough to navigate any gray area of motherhood when you don't fit neatly in a box. My name is Tiana Fesh, and welcome to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast, where we are going to build conversation and community around swinging motherhood and work in a way that works best for us and our families. No matter your path, it's an adventure with highs, lows, and in-betweens. Let's explore together. Welcome to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so excited to be here today with our guest, Natalie Mlani. She is the owner of Pictinat Photography and does family photography and personal branding for small businesses. Thank you so much for joining me, Natalie. So great to be here. So Natalie is a brand strategist and photographer located in Toronto. She helps families capture joyful moments that light up their hearts, and she works with women entrepreneurs to help them stand out online with content that connects. She helps businesses light up their passion to ignite their brand and shine online. In addition, she is a proud mom of two kids who are four and six years old. I am looking forward to talking with Natalie today about making a career change, her motherhood work juggle, and some tips and strategies for both photography and creating online content. So to get started, Natalie, I wanted to chat with you about the idea how as moms and just in life in general, we often think that the grass is greener on the other side. And this can sometimes be a source of motivation to make a change, but it can also lead to some interesting insights as well. So I would love to hear about your journey of leaving your corporate job to run your own business and what led you to make that change. Was the grass as green as it seemed to be? And do you have any regrets at all? So I have no regrets. So I'll start off with that. And the grass definitely is greener on the other side. Like you really never truly know what you're going to be going through or experiencing until you're in it. So I worked as um, a project manager in the, in the, in the financial services industry for about 15 years. And it was an amazing career. I loved it. I put all my heart and soul into it. I would work the long hours and everything was about my job. I like I would manage multi-million dollar projects. I would I was always striving for more in my career. And that was great, but then I found that when I had kids, my perspective and my priorities started shifting a little bit. So I found that me and my husband, we had the same hours, like similar hours. Like we both leave in the morning, come back, you know, later in like, or like early evening. But then how do we like, how do we choose who's going to be leaving early or whatnot? Okay. So I found that during my first pregnancy, because I I haven't really like gone through motherhood as of yet, I just kept working late hours seamlessly. I'm like, this is like, I'm still me. And then um, I enjoyed my mat leave. It was great. And when I returned to work, I found that that's when I noticed the change in myself. So I set the boundary of, okay, um, I'm going to 
start work earlier and then leave by like four o'clock, for example. And I found that I would, you know, do that for the first couple months, but then I felt like, I felt like I wasn't doing as good of a job because I wasn't staying at work long as, as I used to. And that, and it was a very noticeable change. Um, because I used to be the one who would stay until six or seven all the time. So I noticed that slowly my boundary of leaving on time started becoming later and later. And I would rush home uh, and just try to figure out dinner. And, you know, by then me and my husband were both stressed out. And we did that for like at least a year. Um, and then I got pregnant with my second. And then I found that um, during the second pregnancies when I really noticed, you know, because now I was juggling being a mom and carrying a second child. And I really noticed that there was this pull. Like I, I felt like I was happy at work, but something was missing. So one of the things I loved to do at work was also dive into the extra stuff. So I would volunteer for social committees or like fundraising, do all the extra things at work that I loved to do to apply myself in a creative way. I had to drop all of that when I had returned back to work because I didn't have the extra bandwidth anymore. Um, and then I was starting to learn how to make use of my time at work by, you know, every moment that I was at work, I was producing, like I was being as productive as I can. I wouldn't take long lunches. I wouldn't socialize at work anymore because I, I knew I, I, I had to get out the door and go home to take care of my family. Um, but then when I became pregnant with my second and I was tired, I found that um, like my workplace wasn't as supportive. It was a bit unforgiving, I guess. Um, I would feel guilty if I had to take, take time off for appointments or if my child or like if, if my first child was sick and I had to go pick him up early from daycare. He was a winter baby as well. So when he started um, childcare, he was always getting sick and then I would get sick. Um, so I learned quickly to <laughs> stop sharing things with him. I, I was always sharing stuff with him. And um, so, so I learned quickly to stop doing that. But, but I, but, but my, um, but my, like my system was, was weak and low. So I was always getting sick from him. Um, and then I started to realize that I wanted more, like I wasn't happy at work, even though I was working and, um, I just found like there was something missing and I didn't appreciate that I was still expected to produce so much and, and like stay late, even though I was pregnant and had to leave for appointments. And then further along in my second pregnancy, I started working from home a little bit. And there was one day when I just worked two days in a row from home and my boss reached out to me and was like, Hey, I'm not cool with that. And I was like, okay, uh, I was just feeling like really, I wasn't feeling well, and in my mind, I'm still very productive, if not even more productive, because I didn't want to show that I, you know, was weak and not doing my work. But um, I, like, after I got off the phone with my boss, I burst into tears. I remember calling my OB and I was like, hey, like, I don't know what to do. I'm getting stressed out. Is this going to affect my pregnancy? Um, and just that was the, the, like, point where I was like, I don't know if I can do this. You know, I'm like... I, I love my job, but it started to conflict with what I want, who I am. And I felt like it was starting to conflict with my health. And um, when I uh, went on my second mat leave, 
that was when I felt this like pull that I really wanted to do something else. I've always had a love for photography. I took photography courses and completed the photography, um, like the photography certificate program, uh, went like while I was dating my, my like husband and living downtown with him. (laughs) So it's something that I've always done on the side and through the experience of documenting like our marriage, um, the, the birth of my son, I had used our wedding photographer and, and grew really attached to her, but I started to feel like I want to be able to sh- you know, make an impact on people's lives. It's one thing to work in a corporation and work on these huge projects, but I never felt like I was making the impact myself. Um, so I, I almost wanted to become closer to the customer and I also am more personable. So I, I really wanted that, that touch point and that, um, that like connection. So then I, um, on my second mat leave, um, like my daughter was born and she was, was like a, like she was a, a pretty chill baby, would sleep a lot. And it was, it was weird. It was almost like a sign because right? I had this time and I was like, I'm going to create this business. So then I talked to my husband, like, I, I really want to create like a website. So he went and bought the like domain and I have a background in technology. So I quickly put something together myself on WordPress and we um, like, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do a trial run. So we created this, uh, this day where the people would come and book, like it was like holiday season. So they would come and do holiday portraits. And we sent out the invite to our like friends and people in our network and just made it really casual. But, but we made it like, like a formal photography appointment with set times and a prep guide and everything. And it, and it went amazing. And then from there, it just organically grew. I was part of mom's groups being on mat leave. And one of the heads of the mom's groups invited me to take photos of the moms and babies because they invite um, uh, because they have like photo day once every session. And I became the official photographer for that group. And my daughter would just sit there and watch me. It was, it was crazy. So it was organic growth. And then I didn't know how to like charge. I felt like, how do I charge? And, you know, will, will people pay for this? So I ended up hiring a business coach through, um, Mamas and Co. And it was like the best decision ever made because, it's one thing to build up your business, but to learn how to like, plan your time and set boundaries between your family and your work was something that I never would have, like, I just wish that I knew that sooner. Um, so that really helped. But she really helped me in planning my business, the sales part of it, knowing what to charge, how to charge. And, um, and then I... So this is all during my mat leave. And I was thinking, okay, I want to go back to work, but maybe I can do it part-time, right? So I, I didn't feel ready to quit because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make money yet. So then I, I email my boss. I'm like, hey, can I come back part-time? Because I know tons of women have been able to get that work arrangement. And he wrote back just with like a standard answer saying like, due to business demand, we're not able to accommodate that request. So my heart sank. And I was like, oh, how do other people at work get that? Like, how come I can't? So I was like, okay. So I figure um, I'm going to go back to work and do both and see what happens. Because I wasn't ready to quit. And uh, so I went back to work, did both. And I ended up working around the clock. My photography business grew. And I was still torn. I'm like, what do I do? So my business coach helped me 
with creating a plan. Um, so during this time, I talked to um, like like after having my second, uh, I talked to some like counselors just to kind of see how I was because uh, my because my husband was worried about me getting like postpartum depression. I had like a lot of anxiety about bringing a second child into the home because um, I couldn't imagine loving anyone more than my my first but now that I have my second it just turns out that you love both like equally um many ways through that exercise of talking to a counselor about my my uh having my second I did talk about my career and thoughts of just like leaving my corporate career and she's like you don't want to be so abrupt with it because it could lead to depression like you might experience a loss it's you know it takes a lot to start up a new business and you want to have a plan it's really important to have a plan to plan it out so I always remembered that so with my coach she was like yes yeah. so we actually planned out how it would look like for me to leave we actually set a date she's like okay let's set a date and work backwards by setting a date it's like you like I set a date for when I was going to leave when I was going to resign, what I was going to say when I resign, who I would resign to, and then working backwards, how much I want to save, like, because I knew that I wanted to save up some money and, you know, cause it would be a little bit of a lag between me making money. So I had to map out everything. And then by mapping it out, I became comfortable with the plan. I felt like I had closure. I wasn't so scared and then during that time period of me showing up at work, I was actually more relaxed. I didn't really care as much. And I actually became more, like, more productive at work. I was more, like, you know, people would come to me for, like, leadership. And it was just this whole world opened up to me, and I saw things in a whole different way. Uh, and when I did resign on the date that I was going to, they were like, what? well, do you want part-time? And I was like, well, I tried to ask for part-time, but, you know, and by then I'd already made up my mind. Like, I'm I'm done, right? So, um, it like, it felt really good that I planned it out. Uh, so I followed the plan, saved up the money, and then started my business and worked with my business coach to launch the business. It's been probably four years in. Um, yeah, and, and I and I love it. That's amazing. That's such a great story. And I especially love the message um, in your story about asking for help and reaching out to someone to provide you with that guidance. And then in having that support in making that plan, how that just relieves so much anxiety. Because I think sometimes as moms, it can be hard to ask for things, especially help from others, right? And taking those steps to, to kind of reach out outside of ourselves to get some suggestions and ideas. And that's fantastic. I'm so glad that uh, you followed your plan and, and you found something that really works well for you and your family and really fills you up. Um, so even with that shift and change and all obviously along the way as well, um, swinging work and motherhood is so tough. Um, I've, as I've gone through different ages and phases with our kids, I know it's just, it's busy and it's get, it's busy in lots of different ways. So now that you're an entrepreneur, how do you juggle that with, um, what could be a little bit of an irregular work schedule with your family life and, in, in kind of working through that juggle, what are some of the lessons that you've learned along the way? So originally, um, 
when I started my photography business, I specialized in family photography. And I did newborn primarily because a lot of newborn shoots only take place during the week and during the day. So it's in the mornings. But I also do family photography, which is on weekends. Usually it's only weekends that clients want. And in the beginning, I was working almost every weekend. And then I started to feel like, what am I doing, right? Because my kids were in childcare or school during the day. And when they come home in the evenings, it's busy, just, you know, dinner, getting them to bed. And then on weekends when they're off, I was working. So at first I was like, you know, I have to do this. I have to grow my business. And I wanted to almost prove to other people that I can make money. And, you know, like, because, you know, there was a lot of people who were skeptical, like, why would she leave her career to start her own business? Can it work? So I almost went to prove people wrong. And I was taking any appointments I could get. I was becoming exhausted. I missed my family. And I almost felt that pull. Like, I, I don't know what to do. And I was overwhelmed. So what I, um, so like, I, I reached a point of breaking down. Like, I don't know what to do. Right. And I learned, um, so I started batching my sessions. So planning ahead, looking at the calendar and picking like one to two weekends in which I would do shoots and I would only take shoots on those weekends. So when I would get inquiries, um, I would say, okay, well, the next available date is this date or this date, right? And, And that helped me tremendously. It was such a small step, but I was always afraid to do that in the beginning and set that boundary because I was afraid, well, if I say that, what if people don't want to use me? What if I lose business, right? What if I lose that client? And um, so that was a huge lesson for me to set boundaries, but it did take a lot of planning ahead. So I would like, I would maybe only plan ahead for like the next month or two, nothing too crazy because sometimes it's hard to know, but I would also know when some of the key dates are for my kids. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe it was like a, like a birthday or like special occasion or some milestone event for their um, lessons that they're taking. So, um, and that also helped with my husband because he would know, you know, he was always having to take care of them every weekend and keep them busy, but it helped us to have some balance in our family. Um, so I found that really, really helped. And then also um, I soon learned that I had to do like special time with my older, especially. So I had to lean into some parenting experts because I was like, why, why is my son acting out all the time with me and having tantrums and be like, no, I want daddy. And um, I soon realized I had to carve in some special time because he's like, oh, mommy's always busy working because I was working at home all the time, right? And my computer's in the main area and I'm like editing photos. And as soon as I'm done dinner and cleaning up, I would just go to the computer and start working. So, and and my kids would see that and they would ask me, what are you doing? You know, climb all over me, but I, I wasn't present for them. So aside from setting aside that time of the weekends, I had to say, okay, from 5 to 8 p.m. when they're home, I'm I'm with them right? So studying that boundary and that forced me to make sure that I get what I need to do done either like during the day or at night. And then the third thing was that I was burning the midnight oil. I would stay up so late until like midnight sometimes doing work. And, and then over time, it kind of just makes you like a zombie mom, you know, like I, I wasn't, I was impatient and I was, you know, snapping at them. Uh, So I I really, so, I mean, this took time to realize that I needed to get proper sleep. 
Yeah. And sleep is so important and setting those, those boundaries. And I love like how you're, you were uh, talking about being so intentional with your time, both in your business and at home and, and saying to yourself, like, I'm going to be present at home with my kids during this time. And I'm going to schedule these uh, photography sessions during those times. And like you said, such a small change in some ways, but with such big impact, right? Because it's easy to let things just overwhelm and it's easy for those boundaries to disappear. And I, I can picture myself um, in many situations trying to do everything at once and you can't, it just ends up being frustrating for everybody. So that is fantastic advice. Thank you so much. Uh, And I would like to pick your brain because as a mom, and I find now that my kiddos are school age, I just feel time is flying by. Maybe it's going a little bit more slowly right now, but in general, I find that it's it just flies by. So what advice would you have for families with your skills and gifts in photography to capture those daily joyful moments? Oh, I love this question. Um, so now it's the phase where everyone has a, a smartphone. Right. So whenever you see your kids doing something, uh, you know, something that you think is cute, you oftentimes will pull out your phone or you'd be like, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Or someone take a picture of that and you catch it for the moment and then you do nothing with the photos. So I think what's important, I mean, it's great that people are using their phones, but you need to take it a step further. Right. So show some love to that image by like marking it as a favorite in your in your in your iPhone or, or your Android or create a shared album. So you can create like a shared album that's shared with like you and your spouse or even adding adding in the grandparents where you will share the pictures from both your phones into that album, right? So you have your favorites already there and then maybe every six months or every year, creating like a photo album. It doesn't have to be a pretty album, but I but seriously printing it and just having something to look at, the kids will love it. Like I have some albums of my, my children's um, first and second birthdays. And um, like my daughter loves looking at her brother's like birthday parties. She's like, oh, and it's like a storybook, right? And the kids love looking at pictures of themselves. Um, but definitely like you just want to make sure that you're, you're sorting those photos so that they're not going into the like bliss and like oblivion, right? Because if you drop your phone, you lose it or something, all those images are gone. So I really encourage like making some sort of keepsake out of it. Um, And also if your favorites are already sorted, then you're one step closer to just making like an album or printing them out, using them as gifts for like Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays or whatever. And then you can also create, um, I know a mom who creates video slideshows so she has like a private YouTube channel and she just uses the iMovie app on your phone and you literally just select some of your favorite photos from that day and then it just automatically puts into video, you pick like music and then you could do a voiceover. It's really fun. Um, when I showed my son, he was like, oh, I want to do one of me doing like Taekwondo moves because he does martial arts. Um, so then we just compiled this funny video of him doing like kicking and punching and you can use different features on your phone to do like normal videos or videos that are like slow motion, which kids think are hilarious. And then the fast motion. 
So I even did one time of the kids, they're running around. I just let the fast motion record for like, let's say five to 10 minutes. And then they get this like one minute snippet of them just going, you know, running around, going crazy. And it was actually like hilarious. And it's just one of those fun moments. Um, Cause when you're in the moment, you, you live it, but, but then it's so easy to forget. And then the other thing I really recommend is creating an online diary. So, I mean, there's, there's different ideas. Like you can create like an email address for your child and send them letters, but something that you can do is create like, like an online diary, like Google docs, and you can even set a timer and write a story or just share some funny moments that happened that month, kind of like a like recap or a reflection. So it could be like milestones, things that you did that month. Um, maybe it was like they they had a baseball game or hockey game and they scored or, or they made it to like, you know, whatever league. Um, or maybe it was the first time that they tried something or like rode a bike. So, so during COVID, we um, it was the first time that my son rode his bike on two wheels and, you know, got rid of his training wheels. And I, I remember that now, but if I don't document it next year, I'm totally going to forget. <laughs> so um, just having that one consolidated place to write something, because I've had journals and stuff where I'd write stuff. But honestly, I have no idea where those journals are. I have those baby books where I documented stuff in their first year. And right now I know where it is. But if we move or as the kids get older, I'm probably going to misplace it. But now with everything online, if you do a Google Doc, then you can probably... Um, like look back on it and then one thing one more idea that I love is to capture the kids point of view so you know how there's always two sides of the story like there's your perspective but what about what they see right so when my son sees me taking pictures he like we had this old um, camera and he started picking it up and just taking pictures and I started teaching him like oh maybe you could take pictures of this and that and he was taking pictures of the tv with his favorite <laughs> on it to him that's important to him yeah right or he's obsessed with like insects. We started taking pictures of things outside. And, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to try making like an album out of it or just something fun put together. And it's actually interesting to see their viewpoint. So that's something that, that you could try as well. Those are amazing ideas. I have like a mental checklist of all the additional things I'm going to do because I agree we have so many pictures on our phones, right? And there's so many neat moments that happen in our day-to-day and finding an easy, accessible way to keep track of those and organize those. And then uh, to have those photos be accessible, easily accessible, like a story is fantastic. And I... I do, one of my things is I do make a photo album every year, but I am going to add the photos to my favorites as I go, (laughs) because what ends up happening is I end up having to go all the way back and go through them. And it would be so much easier to do that as I went rather than all at once at the end, because that is a very overwhelming. Yes. (laughs) So thank you. There's still some months in the year to wrap up this year's photo album that are going to make part of it much more easier for me. And then hopefully moving forward even better. So thank you so much for all those tips. This is helpful for me personally, and I know it will be helpful for others too. And I also wanted to ask you, Um, I know that there are some mompreneurs listening as well. And I was wondering if you had any quick tips or ideas that you could share for igniting their brand and helping them to shine online. 
Oh, for sure. So, um, like, so through my family photography, I started working with a lot of mompreneurs and business owners, and that's how my um, the branding photography of, of my business grew uh, because I started capturing their story and helping them capture that. And I'm, I'm a huge believer in storytelling. So there's like the visual storytelling, and then there's also what you say, right? Um, so my advice is to share your story and to show up to your audience. So really make yourself the face of your brand in a way. It may not always make sense depending on what your business is, but people still want to know who they're doing business with, right? Business is human. And if you show up, people will love it. Um, You want to allow yourself to be vulnerable and open up, allowing your audience to get to know you, to see you and do business with you because that'll build up that know, like, and trust factor. Um, So through that sharing, you want to share images, not just of your brand or your products, but also of yourself, right? So showing up. So having like a bank of images, um, like for, for my personal brand photography photo shoots, I'm literally taking photos mainly just of the business owner and you would think like how can I have so many photos of myself it seems crazy but that's like photos of yourself get the most engagement if you look at the photos of yourself on your social media feeds you'll see that when you show up people are are all into it and you may wonder like what can you talk about right how do I talk about myself? So you always want to talk about your business in different ways without selling. So for example, you could talk about the like behind the scenes. So showing an image of you meeting up with a client or if you're product-based, maybe putting together a package, like what goes into your package, right? Like why did you choose those colors? Um, You could even showcase life at home. If your audience is mainly moms, I find when I showcase behind the scenes in my stories of my mom life, I get so much engagement. People love it because there's that like connection people can relate to you and it just brings them a little bit closer makes them a little bit more like comfortable with you um you can also share your why like why are you here why did you start your business how did you start your business who was like like who were some of the people who made an an, like impact on your life and on your business there's so many different things you can share and people love to hear those insights and also showcasing your knowledge and tips So when you showcase what you know, then it kind of builds your credibility as well. And it just gives people another depth and look into you. And with every business, you have competitors. So one way to differentiate yourself is to just show up and be yourself because there's no other duplicate of you, right? There's only one of you. So if people get to know you, then that makes your brand like unique in itself. And also um, you want to share social proof. So sharing, you know, testimonials that clients say about you, even snippets, even if it's a screenshot of a reaction a client has from receiving your product or service, all of that is social proof. And it's talking about your business and yourself without always selling. Um, So one thing that I always recommend is you introduce yourself on your feed at least once. So, you know, because you can even like, let's say you introduce yourself last month on your like social media and you have some new followers, they completely missed that message and you wanna, you know, greet the people who are following you again. So it could be sharing like three things that they may not know about you or even sharing like your, your favorite books or how you spend your Sunday. Like it could be anything, but planning that content in advance. Um, and then the last thing that I, I really teach like in our Brand Boost Bootcamp course is really being consistent. 
So consistency is so key in how you show up and talk about your business. So if it's twice a week, three times a week, so I'm just talking about social media, like you want to show up consistently, um, talking to your audience and like just making that connection that will really help you shine online and stand out. And people will get used to seeing you on those like frequent basis. And then you'll just notice that your audience will organically grow. That's fantastic advice. And it really, just in listening to all your amazing ideas, it really is so much about relationship, isn't it? And just for people finding and making that connection and, and feeling comfortable, as you said, like with the person behind the business or the person behind the brand and, and seeing a little bit more of that real side of the person, a little bit more of their whole story. I think that's fantastic. And um, with that in mind, in the part-time juggle, we like to keep things real about motherhood. And I'm wondering if you have a mommy mess up that you would be willing to share with us. So maybe a mistake or something you wished you had done differently, or maybe a learning opportunity that you've had. I think um, for a mommy mess up, I really feel that part of me feels like I, I missed out on my second child, like my my daughter growing up during her like infancy stage and toddler stage because I was working so much trying to grow this new business and prove everyone that I could do it. And I really feel like you don't have to prove anything to anybody really and I wish I had kind of known about setting boundaries sooner. You know, it's only when I started asking for help because I was going through those cycles of overwhelming anxiety, burnout, and reaching out and talking to people and saying, oh my God, I don't know what to do, that I started getting advice about boundaries. And I was like, what do you mean boundaries? Like, what does that mean, right? It felt like almost like tra- like trapping me in a box. And I didn't like that feeling, but, you know, really setting the boundaries of making time for myself, uh, and learning to take care of me uh, so that I show up better for my family, for my work. I never, ever would have thought that that would make a difference, but it really does, you know, because I went through extreme, like, you know, extreme, uh, like, extremities of working like crazy. And then I'm like, okay, I have to take, you know, spend time with my family. So I would set aside work and then spend extreme amounts of time with my family, <laughs> right? Because you would think that's what you're supposed to do, but then it doesn't balance because then you feel like you're not doing your work and then you're just going up and down in this roller coaster. But setting boundaries honestly helped me so much with carving out time for me, for myself. Because I, like during busy times, I wouldn't work out at all. I would eat whatever because I, I just needed to get it done. So I would lose that, like, that wellness aspect. Uh, so really always building in that me time, that wellness. I know it sounds so like cliche, but I I really truly believe it. Like whether you're a mompreneur or working um, in in a corporate environment, building in that time for yourself, even if it's once a month, it's, it really helps. It's helped me so much right now, but it took me years to realize it. Yeah. I think it is so important to fill your own cup. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And you're right. I think not until you don't and you kind of see the ramifications of that, it can, it can be 
very a very negative thing, right? It just can make thing, everything so much more difficult. It can affect, uh, affect our emotional and mental well-being. And I, I agree. I find when I prioritize doing something for myself, it makes me a better person for everybody else. I'm just more patient and calm. And I love how you've been talking about being more present. I feel like it helps me do all of those things so much better. So I think that's great advice to to share. And I would say it's something that I've definitely learned along the way as well, right? You kind of look back and, and realize, oh, why didn't I do that sooner and create those boundaries and all those things? And you know, in listening to you share your story, I know one thing for myself was I was never good at accepting help. I would just say, no, I'm fine. And (laughs) when we had our third baby, the biggest, best gift in the world that I got, um, our oldest was in preschool, uh, four-year-old preschool. And uh, a friend that I had met, her daughter was also in preschool, told me that she was going to come and pick up our oldest and take him to preschool for me. And I said, oh, no, that's okay. I'm fine. And she said, no, I'm coming. And so, you know, we came home with our new baby and preschool, you know, a couple days later was, it was a preschool day. And sure enough, she came to the door and came to pick him up. And you know what? It was the best thing in the world. And yes, (laughs) yeah, it was okay to accept that help. And it made a huge difference for sure. Um, And just before we wrap things up, Natalie, do you have any final thoughts or words of wisdom for moms who are listening, who are looking for some inspiration or support with their own mom work juggles? I feel like the best advice I can give is to really make time to nurture yourself, take care of yourself and listen to those nudges. Like if you're feeling tired, drained, or you're noticing that you're not showing up well, then it's probably your mind and body giving you a sign that you need to step back and take care of you. And once you do that, then you'll just show up better for everyone. You'll be much happier. That's a great message and a great way to wrap things up today. Natalie, thank you so much for sharing your time and words of wisdom with us today. If our listeners want to learn more about you and that amazing work that you do, where are the best places to find you? So my web, my website is pictonat.com and my Instagram, um, I have two accounts, one for family photography, which is at Pictonat photo and one for branding, which is at Pictonat branding photography. And that would be the best ways to find me. I would love to connect online. Thank you so much. That's amazing. And I'll make sure to share that information in our show notes as well. Thank you so much for joining us, Natalie. It was great to connect with you. Thanks for having me. It was so great to chat with you. Thank you so much for listening to the Part-Time Jungle Podcast. I'm your host, Tiana Fesh. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Part-Time Jungle and on my website, www.theparttimejungle.com. I would love if you would subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. Your feedback and support are so appreciated. See you next time, where we will continue to explore the motherhood jungle together.